0: Welcome to the College Parent Central Podcast. Whether your child is just beginning the college admission process or is already in college, this podcast is for you. You'll find food for thought and information about college and about navigating that delicate balance of guidance, involvement, and knowing when to get out of the way. Join your hosts, Vicki Nelson and Lynn Abrahams, as they share support, and a celebration of the amazing experience of having a child in college.
1: Welcome to the College Parent Central Podcast. We're talking about all kinds of things that have to do with college parents. And welcome to this episode, which is the second in our three-part series about all of the things that you need to do over the summer. To prepare yourself and prepare your student for that big transition to college. My name is Vicki Nelson and I am co-host of the podcast along with my friend Lynn Abrahams. I am a college professor of communication and a former director of academic advising. Most importantly, I am the parent of three daughters who have all gone to college. So I bring together the professional experience and the parental experience that I have. And Lynn has,
0: I have the girls, Lynn has the boys. Right. Um, So, hi, everyone. Um, My name's Lynn, and I am here also as both a professional and a parent. Um, As a professional, I've been working in a college environment for many years, working with college students who have learning differences. So, I bring that to this, but I'm also the mom of two sons who have been in and out of college. um two sons who are very different from each other. Um, so that, you know, it gives me a sense also of 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 this crazy summer before college starts. Yeah. Um, it takes a lot.
1: It takes a lot of work. We thought thought the work was uh, mostly done when the admissions process is done, and then uh, everything begins to, to get ready. Last episode, which was the first in this series, we talked a little bit about what to expect over the summer and the flood of information that you get and what, what to be paying attention to, and then finally, some, some important decisions that you and your student need to make. So you might want to go back and start in that episode or go back to that episode after this episode if this is where you're tuning in for the first time. Uh, And in this episode, we want to continue to think about about summer. And we're thinking about it in terms of some conversations that you might have with your student. Um, Not to sit down all at once and say, okay, I've got a checklist of things we need to talk about. (laughs) which might have your student running in the opposite direction. Um, But to think a little bit about, you know, peppering these conversations throughout the summer. Um, So some topics you might want to cover, and we have a couple of tips about how to make those productive. Uh, Some questions you want to ask your student. uh, And... They might be wonderful opportunities for you to get to know your student a little differently than you have in the past. And finally, it, we are professors, so we have some homework. Uh, we have some homework assignments for you as you as you go into the summer.
0: The summer is this is this is quite a time, and as you know, you know it's different if this is your first. A child going off to college, or if it's your second or third, um, you know, a, you know, we know that every single kid is different, and so this summer is going to look different for every kid. Um, but but these are some good these conversations that we're going to talk about today are 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 pretty good, you know, starting places for each kind of situation. I think.
1: Yeah, and and you know, before we really talk about. The, the specific topics of the conversation uh, because I am a communication professor. I would sort of like to think just a little bit about, um, and this is a reminder, we, we've actually uh, talked about communicating with your student um, back in an earlier episode. I think, uh, I think episode number five, uh, we have some suggestions about communicating with your student, but just, just as a reminder that when we talk about conversations Uh, We need to remember that conversations are two-way things. Uh, It's not just telling your student what they need to know, nor is it just asking questions and and expecting them to do all the talking, but that it's a little bit of of a back and forth uh, that happens. And also that as parents, we often are not the best listeners, we're, we're pretty good at, at telling students what we think they need to know, but sometimes maybe we need to stop a minute and think about how we are as listeners, and that that, that means really giving your full attention and, and then giving some feedback about what you thought you heard, um, to listen open-mindedly, not um we often listen with the intent to reply so while the other person is talking we're busy thinking about what our response is going to be and we miss some of the the nuance of what what the other person is saying so um you know just and it's okay if the, if if your student then finishes talking and it takes you a moment to think about your response uh and 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 then really reply but but to be taking in everything and then, you know, checking that what you think you heard is really what your student intended um, by asking some questions, or, you know, what I think I hear you saying is this, or you said this, but I'm not sure what you mean. Can you explain it? Those things really establish the relationship that's going to help your student want to want to really share and, and talk with you. So we all could stand that little reminder, I think, especially as parents.
0: And I think also as parents, we have an idea of or an instinct of when is a good time to talk and when isn't a good time to talk. I know with both of my sons, I knew when it was not good, not a good time to, to bring up certain things. <laughs> yeah. um, and then I knew, you know, when it was all right. So yeah. that's,
1: And uh, I didn't that's, always. And sometimes uh, I think I missed I missed some real opportunities because I thought I brought up an important something that we needed to talk about, but I just, my timing was off yeah, and, and it's it just very easy to out. happen. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
0: All so right. First, so let's launch. So the first conversation we're, um, we're bringing up is one I never had with my kids. Um, and it, the conversation is about why are you going to college? I don't think I really asked either one of my sons why they were going to college before they went it was sort of assumed that that was the next step and 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 they were they they seemed to want to take that next step but we didn't talk about things like um you know what are you expecting to learn in college what do you what why do you want to go to college you know why what do you what does this mean to go to college um, to you? Um, I'm very, very aware that with the students I work with, um, many of the students either don't um haven't really thought about why they wanted to be in college, or they actually don't want to be in college. And they the answer would be, well, my parents want me to be in college. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely can say that many of the students who have I've worked with who have really struggled in college are the students who don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. So, so it is something to kind of check out and think about um, so that students can own their reasons a little bit and be a little bit more um, a part of the experience. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes them- it's not
1: just the students who don't want to be there but that don't understand why they're there. I, I know I want to go to college. I want to do this thing, but, I, but I'm not sure what my goal is. Mm-hmm. And, and that may not be a career goal. It, it may just be, this is what I hope to learn about, or it, it's such an automatic second step, next step for so many students that they haven't really thought about, why am I doing this
0: thing? Mm-hmm.
1: So I think that's that's a great conversation.
0: It's also a good place to start sharing a little bit about yourself with your kids. You know, well this is what I was thinking when I went to college or um you know I I wanted to go to college but it didn't that didn't happen for me in my life or you know talk about ourselves and and you know what we were thinking at when we were their age. So it's a nice way to just mm. connect and move on together. Um, you know, an, another conversation um, to have in this summer is a little bit about what they are expecting out of college. It's good to ask your kids what, um, what are they worried about and talk a little bit about that. Or what are they most excited about? and talk a little bit about that those are um usually those are things that students have thought about a lot and are willing to really share with you and it's the start of a lot of good conversations Mm -hmm. um about what it's what it may look like being in college but you know what are you most nervous about what are you um and what are you looking forward to um And that sure. can uh,
1: could actually lead to to um, you know, w- w- is there anything that you can think of now that you think you're going to want to know that I can help you mm-hmm. sharpen up your skills over the summer, or that we should talk about, or that we should cover? Um, sort of open the door. It it may be hard for students; they may not have thought about it before, but it may also be hard for them to just come to us and say, you know. I don't know how to do the laundry, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you
1: know? um, but if I open the door, uh, it gives them an opportunity to say, "Yeah, you know, I've been thinking. Maybe I, I, I need to know a little more about budgeting, mm-hmm. or I need to know mm-hmm. about this or that. Could we go over
0: that a little bit mm-hmm. this summer?
1: So, um, yeah, yeah. That, that it's
0: also a good opportunity to think about what you are most concerned about as your as the parent, you know, what are you worried about? What are you, um, you know, most concerned about, um, and what are some of the strengths that you see in your kids? Um, you know, uh, we did that. I remember once, uh, uh, or when we were doing workshops, um, you and I Mm Vicki. um, for at summer orientation with parents, we often would begin by handing out a file card and having parents write on the front, you know, three things they're most concerned about. And then on the back, three strengths that they see in their kids. And it was a really interesting starter for a conversation because one of the things that came out was that we often we all realize that some of the strengths that were identified were the exact things that would help students work around whatever those those difficult mm-hmm. things were and
1: um, and sometimes parents found they had more difficulty with one or the other they you yes. know the the concerns came really quickly but then they had to really think about those strengths or it worked the other way. So just getting right. those conversations going, I think is, yeah, the expectations. And you know that sort of leads to what I'd say the third conversation that parents could have with their student. And that's about... Anticipating the transition, mm-hmm. um, thinking you know it's really impossible to know what it's going to be like. But but thinking a little bit about w- what are the shifts, what are the changes that are going to happen. To talk a little bit about you know how do you feel about leaving home and moving away? Are you excited? What? Why are you excited? It's okay to acknowledge that you're excited. You don't have to say oh I'm sad to be leaving you mom and dad I'm sad and maybe they are maybe they're not who knows <laughs> but. But you know what's 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 exciting for you. What emotional challenges do you think you might face? What's going to be tough for you? Um, what are your What are your goals for the first semester? Maybe just short-term goals. Not not. We can talk about the big goals and what career and everything. But just for the first semester, what do you really hope to you to accomplish? Um, and to really. I encourage your student to identify and 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 really validate whatever feelings they're having. Um, and, and that, I think, will go a long way to helping them be in control of the process. So, so that conversation about transition and change and challenge, I think, is an important one. Um, and <laughs> it may lead to a fourth conversation that is... I think very important for parents and students to have. And that is how much contact do we expect to have with each other? Are we going to, and it may be very different from what it's been in, in high school. Um, Do, are we going to text each other back and forth all day long? Are we both comfortable with that? Are we going to call every day? Do I expect you to call me and say goodnight to me every night? Are we going to make an agreement to have contact once a week? You know, every when, when my daughters went away, my daughters did school a few years ago. So we texting was not a thing um, that dates us a little bit. But um, yeah, it was phone and they had cell phones, but it was a phone call, not a text. And we made an agreement every Sunday, afternoon or evening, they would call us was sort of a proof of life call and just a check-in <laughs> and and a duty call, you know, but you, 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 we expect you to call us sometimes Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening just to check in. Um, and they knew that. And so we didn't expect to hear from them during the week. Sometimes something exciting or something terrible happened during the week and we talked. That was absolute. But we knew at least that there was an expectation that it would be once a week. And we were both on the same page. So What matters is not so much how much is too much, how little is too little. Um, Different people have different ideas about that, but that parents and students are on the same page. Because if you expect them to be texting you multiple times a day, and they're thinking they're going to check in with you once a week, there's a problem, and somebody's going to be unhappy. So having that conversation about, why are we going to be in touch, right. how much, and all of that I think is 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 really important.
0: And, you know, this is a conversation that needs to get repeated throughout the four years of mm. college because it's totally, it's going to be so different in the first month of school um, than in the second semester or in the third year of school. I mean, it, things are going to change a lot and you're Correct. going to have different ideas ideas about when, how much you want to stay in touch, you know, so it's, it's going to change and it's a conversation you want to repeat. Um, But this is a good time to
1: get it started. This is, yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, another conversation to have in the summer um, is, and is about finances or money. And I guess I'm not talking about money, like who's paying for college and the big story, but more of the little story, like um, are they are you going to be giving them spending money? And if so, how much? Um, and again, there's no right and wrong answer here. Um, are you going to be sending them money at the beginning of the semester and letting them figure out how they're going to use it throughout the, the semester? Or are you going to be giving them something more regular um, uh, so that they get smaller amounts or um you know, so there's a lot of decisions to be made, and they can be made together. you you and your kids. Um, you want to talk a little bit about about budgeting. Um, we find that many of our students they they end up spending money on things like ordering pizza in the middle of the night. You know, lots of takeout food. Um, and that can, you know, you can end up spending a ton of money doing mm-hmm. that um, without even realizing it. Yeah. And um, there's
1: nothing wrong with ordering pizza at midnight. I've been known to do it myself on multiple occasions. Um, <laughs> especially in it, the
0: last year and a half yes. during the pandemic.
1: But it's um, it's those little things if you're not keeping track and you don't realize how much it adds up. So, So, right. you know, just having some system... For keeping track of that.
0: You know, we did a funny thing. Um, the summer before one of my kids went to college, um, as a family, we decided to track our money uh, for one week. <laughs> so we all wrote down every single penny we spent for a week. And then we got together and talked about it. And it, it, turned out to be a really interesting experiment. My husband realized how much money he ended up spending on, on Starbucks coffee, Mm -hmm. you know, who knew he was spending that much, (laughs) you know, but he, it was a good, it it helped him feel more aware of, of where his pennies were going. And, and it's a good, you know, it's a, it's a fun sort of experiment uh, to go through. And, And it's
1: another, another way to help your student feel in control. I think mm-hmm. one of the things that helps yeah. so many students settle in at college and and be successful and feel good is feeling in control of things and when it when things start to spin out of control is when when trouble seems to happen. So you know whether it's keeping track of your time or keeping track of your money, it's one more thing where the student says I I've got this. I I know what mm-hmm. I'm doing and I mean control.
0: And I think parents, students want to learn this from parents. You know, they, yes, they, they do. Want their parents to teach yep. them some, you know, the basics of uh, budgeting. And mm-hmm. um, I, one thing, you know, credit cards is another issue where a lot of credit card companies are going to are going to try to go after students to get them to, you know, start these cards. And it's really good to have, you know, if if your students don't understand the whole um you know all all the ins and outs of using a credit card and how easy it can be to get stuck in yeah. using compound
1: a credit card. interest and and what yeah. happens with that and and that getting multiple multiple credit cards affects your credit history and your credit score so right. you know those kinds of conversations students haven't had to think about before and anticipating some of their expenses you know i think your your sample of of your family tracking and then sitting down and talking about it is important. And it's important to, to share some values and, and to think about what students expect to spend their money on. Um, But I think we also have to respect their privacy on that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, They may not want to say, well, I'm anticipating that I'm going to spend X amount a week on beer um, because they may not want to tell their parents that's Mm -hmm. a plan. So, uh, it, it, yeah, it's, a fine it's important line. to talk, but also to to respect their ability to, you know, not, not necessarily share everything. everything. I'm not endorsing it. I'm just <laughs> saying um, we need to think about how we have that conversation. And it's a good opportunity to have that conversation mm-hmm. then about your expectations about some of those subjects. So another conversation um, has to do with visiting home. And it, it seems like an odd conversation. Here you are the summer before you're even sending your student off to college, uh, and you're talking about what's, when are you going to visit home. But I think that's important, too. Um, we're finding that the first six weeks of college are so important mm-hmm. that... You know, we would suggest um, that you encourage your student not to plan to come home during those first six weeks unless there's some really important reason. Staying on campus helps them get engaged and involved on, on campus. So, So talking a little bit about, you know, are you going to come home every weekend? Are you going to keep a job at home? Um, how often do you expect to come home? What's going to happen when you do come home? Are we going to slip right back into the way things were before? Um, Are we going to have a curfew if you had one before after they've lived in the dorm and they've been able to come and go whenever they wanted? Um, Are there going to be family obligations when they come home? Um, So, talking a little bit about how much you expect them to visit home, when, what it might be like, I think again, just opens the door for more conversations later on.
0: Mm -hmm. So many of these conversations, too, depend on, you know, where your kids are, and, you know, do they have siblings who have been to college before, who can, you know, talk about some of this stuff with them, and in that case, that might be the best person to do some of these (laughs) conversations, you know, because, you know, they learn from their older siblings.
1: What to do um, and what not to do.
0: Yeah, right. I remember my younger son, um, you know, visiting my older son when he was in college, and getting so excited about having ice cream for breakfast because <laughs> he could have ice cream in the in the in the, in the dining hall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and little did he know that college was was you know There's not as much more to it than ice food. cream. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, speaking so of that, which, speaking you want to talk which, about grades, expectations, right? About grades, um, that is a big topic. Talking about um, because this leads into a lot of students' nervousness about at the uh, the academic world because mm-hmm. that is a major piece of you know what college is is like. Um, I find myself talking to new students who have just arrived um, at college, um, about things like, um, you know, expecting to get all A's, you know, in, Mm -hmm. in college, a a C is an average grade. And I, I don't know what the grading was like in, in high school for your kids. Um, but in most colleges, you know, C is average, B is good, A is top notch. And so, um, you know it's it's not you know if they're expecting if they that they show up and they're going to get you know high grades that that may not be the case so so a little bit of conversation about about what they're expecting um a little bit of conversation about what you expect in terms of them telling you what grades they have mm. um so um, you know, you want to discuss FERPA with them. FERPA is the Family Education Oh, I always get messed <laughs> up Family Educational education.
1: Rights and Privacy Act, F E R P A. That's it.
0: Yep. So um, that um, is something that protects students. Um, rights in terms of their information about them. So, parents cannot call up and ask their students grades. Parents will not get information if they call up. Um, They can get their students to sign a form where Maybe grades would be sent to the family or sign a form where financial information will be sent to the family. Um, But without these signatures, the student is going to get everything and parents may not necessarily get the information they want, Um, which leads me to another um, topic to talk about or think about, which is um, getting on the student's portal. Um, so you want to have some conversation about, um, you know, I I know with us, we, we talked to our kids about, um, we wanted them to tell us what their grades were. You know, we were paying for college. We wanted to know what it was, you know, what they were getting. So we did not require them, um, to sign the form so that we would know all their grades. We would, we expected them to tell us the truth, um, and they did, so we were we were okay. But I have met a lot of students whose parents are um, tempted to get on their portal so that they can look up their grades. Mm-hmm. So students, at least at our college, every student has their own portal, and uh, if students give their parents their password, uh, parents can get on that portal. And I, you know, I I think that. Um, I think getting on their portal is too much information. I, I feel like um, I, I just don't think it's a good thing to be on top of everything that's going on, because this is how our students are going to learn how to, you know, um, how to rely on themselves and how to be independent. Um, so I would have a conversation with your students in the summer about what you expect in terms of telling them about grades, what you expect in terms of, um, how they're going to keep track of their, um, their work. You know, you don't mm-hmm. want to be the person who's in charge of that as the parent. And I think that um, conversation
1: sends such an important message to the student from, from me as mm-hmm. a parent Saying to my student i you know mm-hmm. i'm 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 trusting you to to do this i'm I don't want to be on your portal this is this is yours, and I know yeah. you know that you can handle it. I think some students are happy to give passwords to parents because mm-hmm. they say, okay, so so that means mom or dad or whoever is going to be checking in on the portal, and if there's something there that's important that I'm supposed to do, they'll let me know.' And, and saying, you know, this is your responsibility and I trust you to be able to do this says so much to a student right at the beginning rather than I, I need you mm-hmm. to sign this waiver that's going to allow me to see your grades and see things because I don't, I don't trust that things will go well and that you'll tell me what's going on. So having that conversation about, I, you know, we're counting on you and we're trusting you and uh, that, that trust mm-hmm. Is just so important at the outset.
0: Yeah, I just want to add one more piece about students who have executive function difficulties, mm-hmm. um, which is you know students who have ADHD or or are, have trouble keeping things in order, have trouble starting and stopping, and um, and I just want to um, say that college is in between high school and the working world, and college is the perfect place. To start backing off and letting your kids learn how to manage themselves, and they will learn by making mistakes. So I, I just want to mm-hmm. put that out there that I, I see college as the in-between place where it's a, a easier place to make mistakes than mm-hmm. out in the wor- world. Yeah, and so most of us like who work in colleges understand that,
1: that and and expect to help students and and work with them. Uh, Employers don't. Employers have a different... Our bottom line is the student. The employer's bottom line is that the job has to get done. So this is really a good place for that. Great
0: place to learn that. That
1: learning. So I wanted to go on and talk about a couple of conversations that are more lifestyle um, things to, Mm -hmm. to talk to your student about. And the first is to talk a little bit about roommates, um, if your student is going to be living on campus and having a roommate, for most students, it's the first time they've ever had to share a very small room uh, with <laughs> another person, uh, and that 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 room that you are sharing with another person is your bedroom and your living room and sometimes your kitchen, and mm-hmm. you know all of your life is is happening in that room. And many many students are very nervous about living yes. with a roommate. Uh, and and they sort of anticipate the worst. Um, you know, I, I I know I'm just going to get the roommate from hell and it's going to be terrible. Um, so having a little bit of a conversation um, before your student heads off about what are you thinking? You know, what's it going to be like, do you think, to live with a roommate? What do you expect? Um, what are the, some of the things you might want to talk to your roommate about? And And I would encourage parents to talk to their student about what are you going to do to be a good roommate um, so that you're not the roommate from hell for your roommate. You, you know, what, what, as you think about what you expect from a roommate, what are you going to expect from yourself in this situation? Um, so just, you know, thinking about how will you be a good roommate? How are you going to work things out? with your roommate, maybe do a little bit of role-playing or brainstorming with your student, what, are you, what if, what if this, what if that, what if um, goes on, what could you say to a roommate, what, what could you do, how might you work things out, um, will help your students start to not just worry about roommate issues, but think proactively about how they can handle some of those. Um, so the roommate issue is a conversation. And another one d- depends on your student. Uh, it has to do with whether your student is going to take a car to campus. And uh, many students don't have the choice, um, either because they don't have a car to take. Um, that was my, my three daughters. None of them had a car that they could take to, right. to school. Um, but also many schools um, don't allow freshmen to have cars uh, because of Safety issues and parking issues, and all sorts of things. So, if that's the case, then you can maybe skip this conversation or hold it in your mind for the future. uh, That if they have a car later, but if they are going to take a car, um, you know, is if it's allowed, um, who's going to pay for the car? Um, And this may, may be something that they've been doing for years, or it may be a brand new thing. Are they going to pay for insurance and gas and parking and repairs and all of those things? And how will they do that? Um, But then thinking about how having a car on campus affects your lifestyle. Uh, Are you willing to always be the person who's going to drive everywhere you go? Are you, student, and you, parent, both comfortable with having other people drive your student's car? And if not, how is your student going to handle that when someone says, can I borrow your car? Uh, If you're going to events or out um, to socialize off campus, is your student willing to always be the designated driver? Um, There are a lot of lifestyle issues around having a car. It's nice to have a car. It's great. And some students need it. Because it's a huge campus, and they have to get somewhere or they have to get to a job off campus, mm-hmm. but talking a little bit about the impact that that can have on your lifestyle, I think um, is another uh, another way to help your student feel in control uh, mm-hmm. if they're taking a car to campus
0: and speaking of um, life you know managing life uh, Conversations. <laughs> um, another conversation to have with students uh, during the summer is about drugs and alcohol, and what the whole party scene is going to look like, and um, that can be an awkward, uh, an awkward conversation. Some of you have been talking with your kids all through high school about this stuff, and some not so much. Um, but it's uh, it can be a tough topic, Um, I do want to recommend, or we both want to recommend, a book that has come out recently that can be really helpful to you in giving you guidance around how to talk about the topic. And um, the book is by Jess Leahy, and it's called Addiction Inoculation. It is a fabulous source, um, lots of good information, um, and and information that you can share with your kids. Um, We will be uh, writing this, uh, the name in our show notes, so you could look it up. We'll list list
1: the book there. And we had a wonderful interview with Jessica Leahy, and that's episode 38. So, you can go back and, and listen to her talk about her book and give Great advice. Great
0: advice. And, you know, ideas about how to strategize situations also that students are going to find themselves in. Um, And similarly, another conversation uh, is about self advocacy um, how students can ask for what they need. First, that involves knowing what they need. So there's some conversations to have around that. But then there's how to approach people to get what they need. I know with a lot of students I work with, um, they need to speak with professors about things that they may need um, in terms of help in a course. And um, it's surprising to me how many students um, don't know how to contact a professor. Mm-hmm. Um, I get a lot of emails myself, you know, Hey prof or <laughs> Hey, <laughs> Yep, um, got, I got one yeah. of those today. <laughs> so it's good to learn, um, you know, emailing a professor and using professional, uh, you know, feel, feeling like a professional when you email a prof, you know, professor, um, how to go about talking with professors. Um, and there's a, you know, w- there's a there's a lot to learn there surprisingly mm-hmm. and you know in in
1: addition to self advocacy i think the, the the and this is i don't know this is part b of the same conversation maybe or some some of the conversations mm-hmm. you can have with your student about they're independents. They are on their own and yeah. they need to take care yes. of themselves. And so it's all of those little things. Um, you know, I, I jokingly mentioned earlier about laundry, um, but I was with a group of freshmen, uh, a class of freshmen a couple of years ago and said, you know, it was, this was near the end of the first semester. What was the toughest thing for you uh, this semester? And several of them, mm-hmm. more of them boys, Said, laundry. I had to do my own laundry and I had to figure. And now many students have done their own laundry for years in high school, but it's a small thing that if, if suddenly they don't know how to do it, um, it, it can become a problem. And, and all of those little things, how to keep their own calendar, their own schedule. If you were the keeper of the calendar all those years at home, do they know how to keep track of appointments and things like that? Do they know how to make an appointment? How to, how to, um, call a health center and and say, I need to make an appointment or how to make an appointment with a professor. Um, So to talk to them about those things and then to use the summer, not just to talk about them, but to actually practice those skills, have them call and make their doctor's appointment for their checkup that for the health forms to go to college or the dentist appointment or you know whatever um to to fulfill their prescriptions if they if they have them do they know how to do that on their own so
0: some of fabulous things yes, to, to all practice those little that stuff
1: lifestyle things that that have just happened automatically perhaps you know for them to begin to take responsibility um for those sorts of things
0: mm-hmm. you know as we come to a clo- you know closing some of the some of these conversations um, to have we can't not talk about stress mm-hmm. and how it's it is so helpful to share with your kids maybe how you deal with your own stress you know stress is stress and anxieties is one of the main um it, it, it's one of the main things many of our students are talking about in their first year, how how stressed they feel or how how anxious they feel. So you want to have conversations with your kids about how to, um, how do they deal with that? You know, is exercise a way to deal with it? Is, um, you know, sleep. getting enough sleep a, a good way to deal with it? Um you know, I have uh, an adult child back at home right now, and he is discovering um, nutrition and how important that is. And he's starting to think of nutrition as, you know, medicine for me- mental health. And it's fascinating. I'm learning from him about this topic. But these kinds of conversations about how to deal with... um you know, how to deal with the inevitable stress that's mm-hmm. going to come along, coping strategies? Yeah. Because if a student isn't prepared
1: for that, then they're taken by surprise and they think, "I'm the only one stressed right now, and I'm overwhelmed and stressed, but if you've anticipated a little bit, um, this may happen. It's not uncommon, and here's what to do with it. That's going to put them in a much better much better position when mm-hmm. when it, when it almost inevitably happens for, for students. And it's
0: a good place to be on equal ground with your kids yes. too. Because yeah. we all are coping with life that and we are all changing our strategies and learning mm-hmm. how to better cope with life. And um it's a good thing to share with your kids. Yeah. Well, there's what I think the one
1: final, perhaps, I mean, there are probably many, many more conversations, and depending on your relationship with your student and your lifestyle mm-hmm. and all of that, you'll, you'll find your own conversations. But the last one we really wanted to think about really has to do with you as parent uh, and talking to your student a little bit. And through all of this, really bottom line saying, how can I help? What, what do you need right now? from me? What can I do this summer to help you? Um, And I really mean, how can I help? And making sure they understand that. And it may be some practical things. Your student may ask for help packing or help doing something else. And then you need to think about, well, is this something I should be helping with? Or is this something they should be doing on their own? Or it may be that your student simply says, you know, the way you can help is to just give me some space, <laughs> just a little bit of arm's length right now, uh, because it is an emotional summer for students. And so if that's what they ask for, you know, maybe negotiating a little bit, okay, I'm willing to to do that, but here's going to be the point at which I'm going to feel I need to step in or I'm going to need to do that. But, But really just Saying I'm I'm here to support you in this. Let let's talk about how I can best do that. And um, so we we it's a lot. Those are a lot of conversations. conversations. (laughs) You'll be talking all summer and listening all summer. Listening. Um, Yeah. But you know, as I said at the at the beginning, we are college professors, and that means we we give homework. So we wanted to run through just a, a quick list of some actual. You know not just it would be nice for you to talk about these things, but some things as as a parent um, that you probably want to be thinking about having on your to-do list over this summer um, and and the the first first and second really are to spend a little bit of time on the college website, and that's number one, and number two is to spend some time with the college catalog, which is usually on the college website um, looking at it differently than you did when during admissions because during you probably did look at the at the website during admissions but you're looking with an eye to is this the right place for my child and what do they want and what do they do and what do they offer and now you want to look at it as um yeah, I, I really want to get a sense of this place. This is where my child is going to live. This is where my student is going to be spending the next four years. What's expected of them? What how do they deal with parents? Look and see if they have a parent page on the on the website and a parent association and 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 just get a real sense of the college from a different perspective. So that's number one the website, number two, the catalog. The third thing. Um, we'd suggest is check out all of your insurance policies and see what's applicable. Mm-hmm. Um, are your students' belongings it, that they're taking to school going to be covered by your homeowner's insurance? Do they need something separate? Usually homeowners will cover that, but you want to check. Do you need an extra rider or something for uh, anything expensive like a laptop or a computer that that your student is taking Do you need to notify health insurance in any way that your student is going to be in college? Um, Does your student have an insurance card of their own? Because if they need some kind of services uh, at school or they are taken to an emergency room or fall and break their arm, um, they may need their health insurance card. So making sure they have that. And obviously, if your student is taking a car, uh, what do they need in terms of insurance and, and you know registering where the student is going to be. If your student has a car now and is not going to be taking it to school, contact your, your insurance company and see if you can take it off-road and not be paying insurance on that f- for the school year while they're away. So check, check whatever you need to in terms of insurance.
0: And just a few more. I wanted to add. Um, one is to find some uh, some good college parent beach reading. You know, some some good books. There are so many good things out there that can offer you support um, as parents. Um, some wonderful stuff. You may want to check. Um, our co- the college parent central website there's a lot of information there a lot of recommendations for books you may want to check the the notes for this podcast or our podcasts previous podcasts
1: yeah. we've um, we've talked about some of our recommendations and favorites uh episode twenty. Um Last year, we talked about a whole list of our favorite recommendations. And then again, this spring, because we always think about reading over the summer, um, yeah. we talked about in episode forty one we talked about um, four books by two authors that we think are really super. So listen to our podcasts and get some ideas. check the show
0: notes, check the website. There's um, good support out there for you all. Um, another thing you want to do this summer is, if you're coming to family weekend, you want to make reservations, usually in the summer, because that, is, uh, that, will, that will fill up quickly wherever your kids are going to school. Um, that's usually something you want, to, you want to get done early, because it will fill up. Um, and then when we think about the fall and, and you know deciding uh, when your kids are really leaving, you want to think a little bit about um, some activities or things that you can plan for yourself um, because um, that, who knows what that time is going to be like for you, but you want to make sure you've got some things set up so that you feel good about that time. One last thing is to think about friends that you have and support you can get from them and think about who you want to talk to about some of your concerns, who you feel comfortable talking to and setting up some, some good connections with people. So
1: you have your marching <laughs> orders. <laughs> there is a lot to cover over the summer. Um, and it, But the more that you can hit on these topics and talk about them and get some of these things done, um, the more smoothly everything is going to go. Um, don't wait until the last minute. It, it, you know, I think that's the one lesson I learned best with my first daughter when she went to school because we didn't know, and and there we were in August scrambling and trying to get a lot of these things done and, and mm-hmm. trying to have these conversations in the car on the way mm-hmm. to, to campus. And, and so the earlier you start, you weave them in and out throughout the summer, but um, to cover some of these topics in a in a kind of casual way, and that, that will help. Um, maybe some of the bigger ones, like maybe the money ones or some of those, you want to actually schedule a meeting and, and talk about that way. But um, get started early and think about it. Uh, this can be, really be a wonderful time, um, not just to get these things done, but to get to know your student in a different kind of way because you're having different sorts of conversations. And, uh, you know, you can can use that and and enjoy that part of the process. Uh, I do so want that, to
0: add that 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 the summer will most likely be a roller coaster. Yes, and that that's absolutely normal. That's usually the way it works, and in fact, that's part of healthy development. Um, it's part of a healthy transition to have some of those roller coaster rides. Yeah. So just a lot want- of
1: emotions going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so so that's your summer work. Um, ag- again, this is part two of a three-parter. So uh, next episode uh, is going to talk a little bit more about the actual transition in the fall, move in day. Um, the first six weeks is so important. Talk a little bit about that. Um, the you, you know homesickness kind of for some students, comes and goes and 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 some of those really you know moving in in the first few weeks um so that's our it's sort of a bridge from summer to fall so that's the next episode coming up and and we invite you and encourage you to join us for that and we're, we're really glad that you were thank you for making it to the end of this one uh and if you haven't already consider subscribing to the podcast so that you'll get them you'll get that next episode as it comes out um, please don't hesitate to um, leave a review if you have some thoughts about the podcast um, we rely on those reviews um, that those help us leave us some comments in the show notes we'll list uh, a couple of the books we were talking about and anything that might be helpful in the show notes for this episode Um, so be sure to check those out thanks so much for joining us this time and so until next time see you later